Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. It is a Friday afternoon in sunny Los Angeles. And Natasha, we had... I mean, if you're not signed up for our Patreon... It was pretty epic. We had a what I would call an epic dinner party with our listeners. It was uh, There was a, a bunch of people uh, that we all gathered around. We taught them how to cook food that was not good. The food need... I think next time we should all order from our favorite restaurant and then share tips instead of trying to cook because mine was really dry and I ended up having to just add warm lukewarm rouse sauce on top of it i'll tell you what wasn't dry what was we also featured a dj set from yours truly oh, that was good actually and it was moist Most, it, it was super wet do you own the do you own the right you don't own the rights to that music i own the rights to every song that i play <laughs> i well what i will do is when i download a song i'll contact the artist and buy the rights outright from them you should share the dinner party mix too with our patreon people I have, that was good i have a mix coming out but let me also just say it was my first uh dj set in front of people in over 20 years and the fans oh I, really I even, that's so cute let me just say the, i don't even think of our listeners as fans i think of them as fams because it <laughs> felt like a family dinner we all sat around after i did my dj set and everybody uh, lauded me with praise we all sat around and we we had this deck of cards of like qu- kind of vulnerable questions that we were asking mm-hmm. you know what's something that you uh, wish you were better at what's something you're passionate about that you wish you did more um What's the nicest thing anyone's ever done for you? Yeah, and we went around the Zoom, and well, Natasha and I ate dinner, and everybody who, who well, was, everyone was eating dinner. Everybody was eating, and and everybody shared really intimate stuff. Um, 
there was a lady that that told us she lost her husband at the beginning of the pandemic and that you know laughing listening to the endless honeymoon podcast is one of the main ways she got through it um there was another lady from saudi arabia that wasn't really her being vulnerable but it was impressive to us like she was like just calling in from the middle east saudi arabia that's pretty cool what's up with the saudi arabia endless honeymoon connection (laughs) because i had two people at my shows in portland that were from saudi arabia living there and they were not there randomly they were like endless honeymoon heads that must be an interesting place to live because i think we think that everyone there might be like you know super tradish yeah where it's like not not the case yeah well i mean here's something crazy um the crown prince of saudi arabia dm'd me recently and he said, um, I stand. I stand a king. And I said, I stand a prince. And did you ask him for some guap? I asked him for guap. And I also asked him that if we ever visit for him to not order uh, me to be cut up uh, much like uh, that journalist guy. And he <laughs> said that he would never do that to me because he doesn't consider what we do to be journalism. So that's really a good news. What else happened at the dinner party? People were getting emotional. People were crying. People were laughing. Uh, somebody told me he definitely thought I should shave my mustache because why do that? Pablo peed on the rug. Pablo peed on the rug. After I was complaining about the dogs and how they bring me no joy. I would say the timing of Pablo's piss was impeccable. It was some of the best timed comedy I've ever seen. It was literally, Natasha had gone on a five minute diatribe about how these dogs won't stop pissing. I brought out all cuties, medicine. It was like a whole performance she was doing about the dogs. And then, and then all of a sudden she takes a deep breath. There's a silence in the zoom. And then you hear the soft sound of liquid hitting a, that, a rug, I a have hitting so an much, oriental rug. I, I have mean, so much PTSD from him. PTSD. PTSD that I know the sound of it now. Yeah, you so have. So like I'm very like in tune, like or very like it's almost like a, a bur- like um, hype. Hi- I'm hypersensitive to that piss stream and he's a boy. So it's like really loud. You have PP traumatic stress <laughs> disorder. And like also cuties PP is like it just kind of just like comes out like it, just really pl- close to the rug. Mm-hmm. You know, she just kind of like she puts that dog pussy right by the rug. <laughs> Mm-hmm. pussy on the rug. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like Pablo's standing up so he still pees like a girl but he's like you know a good seven inches and he's, he's got, got a seven inch he's dick. got that l- loud stream. What's crazy about Pablo and then you just hear it is that he's a foot tall dog is a chihuahua but you, we've never close up on his dick it actually hangs <laughs> all the way to the floor. Yeah I would say he's got what we call in the veterinary field rot dick. Ew, Moshe, can we change the No, subject? Rottweiler. I'm saying Rottweiler. No, he doesn't. He does. He has the dick of a Rottweiler. But um, I don't think Pablo's long for this world. He's been doing this thing where he stumbles while lying down. I yeah, don't he even stumbles know th- and then, again, piss streams. So yeah, it feels like good. it's like seizure related. It's end of days for old Pablo over here. Poor guy. <sighs> but anyway, the point is... From we, your lips to God's hands? Ears. Ears. God's rot dick is what they say in the veterinary field. Now, I, but I will say that we had a really special night. It really was very nice. I mean, it was just not just fun and funny because a lot of funny jokes were bandied about, but we had a really sweet time. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, it was fun. And Let's everybody was like, again. everybody was like, you got us through the pandemic. And Natasha and I said, you got us through the pandemic. Feelings mutual, guys. But really, like when we started amping it up to twice a week because we had all those secrets, I just feel like it really helped us have a place to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, yesterday, today I walked out in front of my house and I was like, 
it dawned on me, like, how did we do that for two years? Like, I right. I barely walked out in front of my house for two years. Natasha called me last night from the improv. She had done a stand-up set, uh, and she called, and I figured she was calling either tell me she killed or bombed, because that's usually what we do. We'll call and debrief. And she just, I picked up the phone, and I said, hello, and she goes, can you believe that we stayed home for two years? Like, <laughs> apropos of absolutely nothing. Well, because, like, I was just having so much fun just, like, sitting in a cold green room talking to, like, my friend, you know, Anthony, like just like one other comic, like your friend, Anthony, Anthony Jeselnik and my friend, Jerry Seinfeld, who was also there, but he didn't talk to me. Well, I was actually on the phone last night with my friend, Crown Prince, <laughs> Crown Prince. I'm just saying, MBS, I'm Daddy just saying MBS. two years ago, that would have been a situation where I was, I just probably wouldn't have even sat and talked for 30 minutes, right? you know, but I'm just like, so intrigued by the idea of like being in public. You were so um, affected by that green room visit last night that you <laughs> that you woke up this morning with a kind of a dry cough and body chills. Oh my god! It's, See, I don't, I don't really. Uh, I've given up. That's what's up. Yeah. We let us all give up. May we all give up in the in the coming weeks and years. But use gloves because maybe monkeypox is coming. Yeah. Now monkeypox, I'm terrified <laughs> of. COVID, I've I've decided I'm not scared of anymore. But monkeypox and polio, water polio. You know what? I think that. <laughs> The news has made it absolutely like zero percent chance there won't be something else. The news be, has made it oh made it seem like that. Well, I'm just saying because of the nature of like news and commerce and scaring people and you know getting people t- in a certain state while selling them things. Like I, I think that there's a formulation, an algo, if you will, I will, that has been figured out by people. Maybe uh, people who want to make a lot of money. Anyway, I'm just saying. Whoa, this is crazy. You know what I the call it? The chances that it's just inevitable. So I just feel like philosophically, maybe we need to relax a little bit because it's not going to stop. There's, It's impossible for it to stop. Well, you know what I call that whole um, apparatus? Listen, I didn't explain it well. I'm no, sure I sound dumb. You don't sound dumb. It's, But I actually came up with a phrase to describe that whole apparatus. Of the media. What, honey? I call it the lamestream media. Instead okay, of listen. Instead of mainstream, I call it lamestream. Say what you want. And I'm just saying. I call is, it fake news. That's another thing I sometimes will say. It is 100% impossible that it, there won't be something new to be afraid of. So why not? Why not not be afraid? Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I would love to Even see it. Even though I didn't say it very eloquently hey, and I'm kind of stupid because I took the news. You're not stupid. Well, I took the news off of my phone. Don't because talk about my wife like that. <laughs> I was just like, now I don't know anything that's happening, but I just kind of needed to go there for a minute to figure out where, what level to be concerned about everything that was on the news. So you're walking away from fear? Yes. From your lips to God's dicks. Let's get this party started. Uh, We are going to do a special episode today where um, we're not going to do callers. We're going to do some of your write-in questions. Uh, We collect these. Because not everyone, by the way, I would totally write into a podcast anonymously. I would absolutely never call a podcast and ask a question. Just that's me. I'm so glad that all of you do. But, you know, this is for the people who are a little more shy and anonymous. For the cowards. For the cowards in the the Endless Honeymoon community. Listen, I... Uh, we, from time to time, we collect your written in questions, and and every once in a while, we'll just do uh, just do a, a, an all write in episode. And so here we go. You want to read the first one? Hi, Natasha and Moshe. I'm writing for advice because I don't really know where else to look or how to even ask. A few secret dumps ago, you responded to a secret of someone having chlamydia. That's and not a- Natasha. That's not how that's pronounced. Chlamydia. Chylamedia. 
That's another thing I call the lamestream media is the Chyla media. <laughs> you mentioned someone having chlamydia and Natasha mentioned, I'm sure this is something rude, that it would actually suck if someone had herpes. Sorry, I said that. Well, I'm in this situation. <laughs> I've been seeing someone for about a month and we haven't slept together yet. And before our last date, he told me that there was something serious he had to tell me and that he had HSV. And Can I just stop you there? Yeah. HSV to me sounds worse than herpes. <laughs> what is HSV? It's, her, it's an acronym, sim- herpes no. simplex virus. Uh, but it sounds like HIV. And also it sounds like SWV, who are sisters with voices. So that's kind of positive. But anyway, I would say herpes. Okay. The thing is, I oh, so uh, this is important, um, that he had HSV and he understood if this changes things for me and I wanted to just be friends. The thing is, dot, 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 I like him so much, it doesn't question mark he said it's asymptomatic and i don't think people with herpes should be treated as like some sort of leper i have no idea what this means for our sex life if there is one if it will be incredibly vanilla no oral sex am i being irresponsible what do you do in this situation i hope you can help here's the thing i think she might be uninformed didn't you say the other day she sounds woefully uninformed 90 percent of people have herpes is that really true no 80 percent of people have uh hpv hpv so h SV is more important. And SWV is Sisters with Voices, and SUV is Special <laughs> Victims Unit. But No, SVU, honey. Oh, and SUV is a sports utility vehicle. I'm exactly. so sorry. Yeah, I always get those two confused because they're so similar um, um, conceptually. Now, you I... You just don't fuck or suck during a flare-up. Yeah. The, if we can say one thing, one takeaway from this episode, it's don't fuck or suck during a flare-up. I think I w- that's the only one, though, because I think probably... People have it, right? But I've never had sores, but I've definitely had sex with someone with herpes. So have you, Ryder. You've already had sex with somebody with herpes. I think that herpes... But maybe they had HPV and not HSV. Like, how? Can you Google right now how many people have HSV? Let's do it. I have the capability. What is... Laura, do you want to do it because for us? HPV what percentage of sexually active people have H to the S to the V? And... Uh, uh, on a personal note, um, not that there's anything wrong with having HSV, not that there's anything wrong with having herpes. It's very common. But I have c- canker sores and have suffered with them my, my entire life. And I do not appreciate when people, uh, when I say to someone I have a canker sore and they say, oh, a lot of people have herpes. Because it's not the same thing. It's a different thing. And they're not connected. Canker sores are not cold sores. Not that it's disgusting to have cold sores, but we can all agree it's more disgusting than what I have. Okay, now, Natasha, I think that you're 100% correct. I mean, I would love to get a doctor but on But I don't line. know because now does that girl, now if she has sex with this person, it doesn't work out. Now every person that she hangs out with or wants to have sex with, she's got to have, quote, the talk. Well, here's the real question. That would suck. Do the, do the, the things like warts and herpes which are so common how common are they laura have we got a stat two-thirds is hsv1 that's pretty big of sexually active people so that's not including like virgins huh of people of people under 50 do when you're at the two-thirds and 80 percent mark yeah do you have to have the talk I mean, yeah, definitely if you have a flare-up, but I, I don't know. I'm not saying, please don't uh, come for me. A- a- if there are any doctors, t- write us and tell us what the, what's the right thing to do. But it just seems so common that if you were to avoid anybody that had the, these things, then you'd be avoiding everybody. Or one-third of the population. Two-thirds. Think of how, 
two thirds of the population. So think of how hard it is to meet someone you want to talk to. But I do think it's real, the flare up thing. I think if basically when the guy told me that he was like, I have a flare up so we can't have sex. Mm. So I guess if we would have had sex during the flare up and then I got sores, Mm -hmm. then I would have it. That's right. And then I would have to tell my other partners if, if you get the sores, if then, you have a flare up, you're saying I'm, the question. No, that I'm I, saying you shouldn't. You she wouldn't have to tell someone if she never contracted it. Well, the question that I'm asking is if you have HSV, you <laughs> if you should always tell a partner or if you should only tell a partner when you're having a flare up. I don't know what the right ethical answer to this one is, but um, I do think in terms of your query, if you like this guy, there are much bigger issues than uh, than someone having herpes especially if they're not having an outbreak i think a lot of people with herpes can have very safe and sex and healthy sex lives so just have them take whatever that weird medicine is that they take to reduce symptoms and or to reduce flare-ups and yeah wait hold oral, on oral sex galoral maybe we should also google though can you get it not during a flare-up i mean if I'm you're sure concerned you can. do your own google but yeah go, do your own research dude that's what i did about the covid <laughs> virus and i realized it's not even real okay let's move on that one was kind of easy just don't suck and fuck during flare-ups that's correct but do suck and fuck if you like the guy oh, suck him and fuck him or and the- he's gonna really appreciate it that you don't have some kind of hang up about it that's right so you heard it here first folks get herpes for love yeah uh hi natasha and moshe i need advice how do i find submissive guys or let guys know i'm into submissive guys i am a female college student in a large u.s city i tend to like older guys late 20s to late 30s yeah <laughs> yeah wowee i didn't know you liked older guys like that because i get along with them better on an emotional and intellectual level compared to guys my age the thing is i also really like it when guys are submissive when i date older guys i feel like they get the idea that i would be on the submissive side if not neutral because of my age and personality i'm not into pain or anything extreme i'm more on the soft core side of domination and i just enjoy the control aspect i think it's really hot when guys are willing to submit their pleasure to me let me control their pleasure and let me use them for my pleasure but most guys tend to be more dominant in bed i am mostly doing online dating and i don't know how or when to bring this kink up i don't want to scare guys away because i don't need this to have sex but it does make it more enjoyable for me i also don't want to mention this in my dating profile because i don't want guys to get the idea that i just want to hook up my goal is to casually date around until i am in a relationship okay thank you and she signed her name Uh, the name of my brother's girlfriend. And I really wonder if it's my brother's girlfriend. No, I'm sure it's not. Um, This one seems also very easy. Well, here's the thing that I think. My first question is, does the submissive side have to also not be in bed? Or if it's just in bed? If it's just in bed, I think that you right away, like sexual chemistry, first of all, you're 19, you know what you want. That's pretty impressive. And, you know, if you have a soft core side, for domination at 19, probably the more harder edged side is coming because that's very young to be so, oh, you're you know, saying, sexually You're saying aware. by the time she's in her 30s, she's going to be doing like razor dildos. Well, I think it's cool. She knows what she likes and she's into that and she obviously wants to explore it more. So I think the more you show it in sex up front, the better. And I'm sure you're going to find... Guys, I... You don't like that, Moshe, but That's I not my thing. definitely think there are so many guys who are into that, who would be into that. But I know what you mean. It's like, 
Just, it does put them in a different situation. Just yeah. date cops. It's so simple. Find a <laughs> cop, date him. He'll want you to dominate him. It's very simple. Uh, no, I mean, this one is easy because there are there are sites for this. There's a thing called FetLife, and you just say that you're submissive, soft submissive, but and put in your profile. But then she might meet like a, too much of a freak than what then she wants. Then she'll date somebody else. She should find her boyfriend on FetLife? Why not? She's a, a fetishist. She has a fetish. She is likes- there like FetLife light? I'm sure that on FetLife, uh, there are there's ample opportunity for someone to say, "Look, I'm not into like hardcore domination, but I do like to be in the sexually dominant." I mean, but this Fet is- here's why I don't like FetLife. The idea of it, it feels like it's for sex. You I know? hear you. And she's trying to meet like a partner. She, I'm, I'm suggesting that on FetLife, she could put in her profile, I'm not, not here to hook up, looking for a long-term relationship with a guy that's into submission. I'm not into hardcore submissive stuff, mm. uh, but I, I, this Just is what I need to. Just throw it out there. Just throw it out there. She's like really young though. Well, she better get, figure it out quick. I mean, she's the one that likes these geriatric men of 28, 27, 28, <laughs> you know, she's going to be very old soon. She's going to be at least 26 soon. But do you like, or okay, well, here's the question she's asking that I feel like I don't have the answer to, which is because I don't like submissive guys, so I don't really know how to, there's got to be a way you can act or attract. Well, I'll tell you the how, how you can attract a submissive guy. I don't know the answer to that. I, I'm sure that there are some. Because obviously attracting a more dominant guy is you act helpless. I'm sure there are some signals out and there. And giggle and like, you know, do the the classics. Just to see if the they're coquette to you. classics, the cokehead classics, but <laughs> I, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are some signals out there. A CEO, a cop, somebody in national security, likely to be sexually submissive. But I feel like you could maybe figure it out um, in a in a first kiss situation. You know, I mean, you can be subtly dominate dominating in a first kiss situation. You know, and you'll kind of get your information. So, Mosh, if because I didn't know what you were into, and I'm always like, whatever, I'll yeah. I'll, and I think I you I, didn't know that I was in the hardcore anal gaping and domination <laughs> when we first started dating. No, but I did like pull some dom- domination stuff on you, just like Midwestern style. And what's you, that like? What's Midwestern style domination? Will you force feed me a hamburger? No, like you know, like you take those cheese curds. You know, to tie tie you up type of thing. That's Midwestern. Well, it's like basic. Okay, you're saying you know, it's like it's like entry level. Entry level, yes. Okay. And you were like not into it. Now, let me ask you this. If but I wasn't really into it either. I was just like Yeah. you know, down. So like let's see what maybe you know, cuz when you're first meeting someone, I think it's good to try different stuff to see what they like and then maybe you can like grow together or whatever. Sure. Sure. If if I would have been like, well, that's really important to me, what do you think you would have done? I feel like you might have learned to love it. I think that would have been hard for me because it's really not what I'm into. Mm. I, I'm, it's just not my It thing. turns you off, kind of. It kind of turns me off. Yeah, mm. it does. It does. It does. Yeah. Interesting. But if I, you know, in the past, I've been d- more in the dominant side. And if you had said, I'm not into that, I think I'm more like this girl writing in. If, you, if I had tried that on you and you said, I'm not into that, I think I would have been able to get past that. I see. I don't need what I, what I, prefer but i don't prefer what you need all right well you know what i think we've given you some things to chew on and i think that if anyone has a man's earlobe as you bloodlet um i just worry about like someone really young going on something like fet life but whatever
I mean, why don't you just do vet life, you know, where you vet fat life. You vet the guys really well. I just think I'm just like, saying there might be some like old, old, like real older people like there to take advantage of young she's, girls. She's not an idiot. She'll be able to see that they're old and not date them. Okay. I think fat life and maybe even like message boards, Facebook groups. I love Facebook for everything else I do politically. And so I think this is a good place to start. But definitely, you know, putting it out there. Yeah, put it out there. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. You know what I like more than anything? What's that now? Sharing my sheets with you. Oh. And there's no better so sheet sweet. to share with you than the sweet sheets of Brooklinen. And I would go back and marry you all over again if it meant being able to just get a new pair of sheets to put on my bed. Brooklinen launches, that's very sweet, honey. Brooklinen launches new products, colors, and patterns all the time for their sheets, towels, and robes. Think bold pops of color and adventurous prints with some limited edition collections selling out in as little as one month. And also, don't forget about the classic white. But wait, there's more. Brooklinen is here to help newlyweds and seasoned couples celebrate new beginnings and life's exciting milestones. It hasn't been a cakewalk to plan a wedding in recent years, but thankfully, adding Brooklinen's luxury home essentials to your list is the easiest decision you'll make. Whether you're moving in together for the first time or simply upgrading your shared home, look, these are the best sheets that we've ever slept on, and we want you to enjoy it. And the best news of all, you can bone on them too. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code ENDLESS to get $20 off plus free shipping on your order of $100 or more. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code ENDLESS for $20 off plus free shipping. Check out Brooklinen today and find the best gifts for every couple on your list this year. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. I have a list of things I think that you should speak with a therapist about. Okay. But the good news is I've also got a list of places you can call to get a kick-ass therapist at a very reasonable price that you can contact online and even text message and stuff. And it's only one item long. It's Talkspace. It's important to prioritize your mental health and wellness every day because when you work on yourself, you'll start to see and feel positive changes in all areas of your life. The long-term effects of therapy can give you the tools to deal with challenges as they arise, strengthen your relationships, and give you a more optimistic outlook on life. And honestly, I've been doing more therapy and I feel like it is helping me. And if there's anything holding you back, the best time to start is right now. It's the most important part. You don't have to wait until something goes wrong in your life to get a therapist. Talkspace is there to help with any specific challenge you might have. It's the number one online therapy platform with thousands of licensed therapists trained in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and more. Your therapist can help you set and achieve your goals. Also, Talkspace is secure and private using the latest end-to-end bank-grade encryption technology to store client information and complying with the latest HIPAA regulations. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com, use the promo code HONEYMOON, and you'll get $100 off of your first month and show support for the show. That's HONEYMOON and Talkspace.com. Hi, Moshe and Natasha. I have a question about a guy who has shown stalker behaviors toward me. My question is, is it bad to give out your number to a guy in traffic? Yes, don't do that. The story might be a little too long, but basically a guy was in his car next to my car at a stoplight and got my attention and asked for my number. Okay, first of all, this is what people don't understand. If someone does something like this to you, they have done it. This is like their 50th to 100th time doing this. (laughs) 
He asked for my number and I gave it to him. I never actually went on a date with him, but I said, yes. And he's obviously cute because like an ugly guy can't do that. I, but I said yes to a date after chatting on the phone and texted for a few days before realizing this guy was way too overbearing for me. And I told him, oh, I wasn't interested in him. She got uh, profiled. Hmm. He argued with me for a bit about how could I know I wasn't interested? How could I know I wasn't interested if I hadn't even given it a chance, etc. Until I deleted him from Snapchat. He texted me about three weeks later, which I ignored. Then two months after that, he followed me on Instagram. Then I Googled what I should do. Then I Googled what I should do about potential stalkers, don't respond, block, etc. So I went to preemptively block him on Facebook and saw that he has a wife and kid. He definitely implied he was single and looking for a serious relationship while we were talking. Maybe he hasn't done this before. I told him I told all this and more to the police. They said it wasn't enough to file a report on, but the police officer told me I shouldn't give out my number to strangers in traffic. <laughs> and then I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh, but yeah. Uh, and then it and that it would be like if someone asked me out on the street. So I wanted to know, was this a weird place to give out my number? I thought that men basically asked women out wherever. Thanks, Alexis, not my actual name. I mean, this is... No, you can give your number out to a guy in traffic. Most guys aren't going to turn into Is that stalkers. true? I mean, someone who's like talking, chatting you up. I, I don't know. I just feel like... Ah. I, email maybe there's no email there's, no, there's my email he, there's nothing but ab- he has to be so hot this here's the real problem and i know already know alexis not her real name is attracted to hot dudes and mm. this guy because it doesn't even seem like there was long enough time for him to be smart or funny or like to really charm you he was probably hot he might have had a nice car okay maybe but he had like, a Kia. i don't know i mean maybe he had a kia sorrento i i just all right so go you think she you can give your number out to sure I don't think it's more likely that a guy who asks for your phone number at a stoplight is going to stalk you than a guy that you meet at a at a party is going to stalk you. Sometimes guys are creeps and are stalky, and I don't think that necessarily them... Ch- now, on the other hand, is it a little corny to ask a person for their phone number having never spoken to them before? Yeah, would I, would I do that when I pass the age of 17? Probably not, you know? So, I, but do I think it's more likely that they're stalkers if they're trying to get your phone number in, in traffic? Not really. Now, the fact that you're judging this guy for having a wife and kid, I mean, it's like, hey, I, I don't know who, where you went to law school, but I didn't realize you got to be a judge of this guy's life. All he's trying to do is find a little escape uh, from a woman that is not interested in him and <laughs> is much younger than him and ruin uh, and have a secret life. That's all he's trying to do. You went to the police over that? No, I'm just kidding. I have this guy seems like advice, a creep. Yes. Um, I do think that in this type of situation, the best thing you can possibly do is not give like any energy. Pretend you're Barack Obama and someone's like texting you. You you just never respond. Never email back. Never ever ever. Like they are like not alive to you. If you really cuz because any little thing gives people fuel. What if it was Barack Obama? I'm just saying. He has a, no, but think about I'm it. I'm just saying, like, think you have to it. imagine. He has, a, he has a wife and kid. Oh, my God. It's true. <laughs> what if this guy was Barack Obama? What, you am know, I going to not give Barack Obama my phone number? Do you disagree, though? Because, like, me, any little crumb, people will, like, absolutely. blow up but, and, like. But let me ask you this. If Barack Obama pulled up on you at a red light and said, uh, hello, can I have your phone number? <laughs> would you give it to him? 
Of course. Yeah. I would give it to a Barack Obama impersonator. <laughs> oh, can I have your phone? Because I just did a fucking spot on Barack Obama. You'd have to look more like him. All right. Yeah. So, no, the problem was not that you gave a guy your phone number in traffic. The problem was that... A, that you like hot dudes. Yeah, that, that can't help. You like guys as hot as, let's say, Barack Obama. No, you want a connection with someone. Like, what's the... Why? I mean, that's like... Too, well, why maybe like, like hot ag- dudes? No, maybe you like aggressive guys. I mean, that's so aggressive. Hey, could I get your number? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. If, if you really, really think he's your frickin' soulmate. Frick, man. But then you can be like... I, I don't know. I would be more like, uh, you know... Find me on Instagram. I wonder if his wife, when he leaves her, will pull up on him in traffic and say, hey, can I get a child support payment? <laughs> all right, let's do another one. Was that helpful at all? Yeah, well, that wasn't a real question. Is it bad to give your people your phone number at a red light? I mean, how often do you think that's going to happen to you in your future life? Well, it, it is like a metaphor for other things, like giving complete is it ba- strangers. Is it bad to let a guy that chats you up and knows nothing about you but just is struck with you? Mm-hmm. No, because sometimes that turns into a great, a great love affair. And but sometimes I think it doesn't. email is good. Oh, Pablo is just like, what the hell is wrong with him? All right, let's we move on. We better hurry up. Our dog's dying. Hey, guys, I have a question for you. My boyfriend has very is very COVID cautious and is very nervous to get back out there and have fun like we used to before the pandemic. I would love to go to a comedy show, concert, or sports event with him, but he keeps telling me he's not quite ready. He also tells me that he's uncomfortable for me to go to these events with friends. How can I get him to feel more comfortable with getting back out in the world and having fun again? I already have the answer. Yeah. He needs to get COVID. Oh, that is true. That just helps. You're like, oh, okay. I mean, this is here to stay. You know, in most cases, it's not that long or dramatic. So we're suggesting that you go to a COVID ward, get a rag. He needs to get, no. Brush it on the lips of the the patients (laughs) and then rub that rag on the inside of his N95 masks until he gets it. And then he will have a psychological paradigm shift. Listen, but you can't be with someone who still wears a mask outside. If, if he's still wearing a mask outside, you might have to go to therapy. Sorry. I mean, that's just the reality. It, you can't, like, if he's, like, un, he, if he's afraid to do, because right now what I, what I would suggest is, like, finding some social events that are outside that feel like they, you know, aren't going to be, like, mob scenes. And let him wear the mask. That's what I would suggest. No. Yes. Outside? Natasha, yes, yes, yes. This guy's paranoid. He's not dealing with reality. He's dealing with PT. He's dealing with complex PP traumatic stress <laughs> disorder. He's dealing with all his PTSD. So what he needs to do is ease back into it, right? Mm-hmm. You're saying this guy had a HSV scare and you're telling him to raw dog the next woman he meets. I'm suggesting, how about this? You go to the comedy club, you go to the concert or the sports event, but you do it outside and he wears an N95 mask, a hardcore mask too, even if he wants, and you don't. And you ease him back into the flow of life because if you love this guy, Mm -hmm. then you're loving him through this phase that he's in the middle of where he's having he's still having a lot of fear around COVID. not that COVID isn't to be feared at all but i think we're all in this process of getting back into the world so do that if he refuses to go to an outdoor event with you in an n95 mask which which that you know that's actually what the guidelines say you know they actually say to wear them indoors so this is more than the guidelines if he is saying i won't even do the more than the guidelines version of making uh 
you happy, my partner, then it's time to go to a therapist and start telling him that he's not giving you what you need out of the relationship. That's I mean, what I think. Definitely going to be some casualties from COVID of people who aren't able to go back. I'm sure because it's activating everyone's neurosis, but you know, it's like some, you know, reality does have to factor in and you know, the reality of getting COVID outside, uh, social distanced, you have to like, I mean, do your own research, you but you have to like look at that specifically and make your own. Do you think that it's bad? Of that course. Like, oh, my friend said they got it at a picnic. It's like, how do you know where they got? How do they know where they got it? Like, <laughs> I don't necessarily go with you, Natasha, to say anybody that is wearing a mask outside, you shouldn't fuck with anymore. I mean, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that you. Here's the thing. From the beginning of what I said. Now it's like the new Omicron BA5, catchily called BA.5. They're saying it evades, uh, it it not only evades vaccine, but evades um, immunity. immunity. So uh, you can't win. You know, you just got to go out there and catch some COVID. I don't sign off on this messaging. Okay, okay. I'm just saying, though. I mean, it's you really been... did eschew fear since your set last night. No, but that's I'm... why you. It's because you got that Seinfeld COVID last night. Here's the What's thing. What's the deal Obviously, with your viral load? COVID's bad, but it's just like I, 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 I need like my, 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 my head back. I need my life I back, and I'm. I know that the the person writing in is there, and her her partner's not. So I but, get that, and I think Moshe makes a very good. You know, but if you are long term with someone who is now, I mean, I'm related to people like this. So maybe I'm like, maybe I'm not giving it a fair thing. But like, you know, bowing down to the God of fear now, I think will be not helpful. Natasha, you have had a real change of heart. This is interesting. No, but I I think what I said is right. That, okay, I, I think you meet people where they're at, especially people that you're in a loving relationship with. And you meet people where they're at. This guy, for whatever reason, whether he's right and you're wrong about the the, the contagiousness of COVID at this point or the severity of infection, whatever. We'll never know. We'll never know. Whatever it is. But there's definitely a new thing every hour to scare whatever you. Whatever it is, he's your partner and you meet him where he's at. He's not as comfortable as you are. That's been the whole story of the whole pandemic is that everybody that's more cautious than me is paranoid and everybody that's less cautious than me is reckless. That's been everybody's perspective on COVID from the very beginning. But you're in a relationship with this person and relationships are all about meeting each other where you're at. So you say to him, look, I know you're nervous. I respect your your nervousness, but I need to go out. So I am going to go out and I want to invite you to come with me with a mask and on. And find as many outdoor things as possible because like outdoor events is where it's at. And like outdoor dining, whenever we can do outdoors, I'm like, and we live in Los Angeles. We're very lucky, but like, I don't quite understand why people are still doing a lot of indoor things. Like I would, obviously I know COVID's oh, real. Bowing down to the God of fear. Are no, we? it's not. That's not fear. That's from, you know, for two years reading everything I could about COVID. So I have information. Yeah. And I'm not afraid of outdoor activities. You Are you Thank afraid you. of extreme sports? <laughs> like X Games stuff? I'm just saying you could like... Cliff jumping? Maybe like a cool outdoor restaurant would, you kite would be board? good. All right. Would listen. you though? All right. I'm going to read the next one. All right. My boyfriend is great, respectful, trustworthy, and kind, but he struggles with saying words of affection, which I miss. 
from her last boyfriend, probably. He shows his love in other ways, frequent hugs and kisses. And when I say I miss the words, he says he is not like that and he doesn't want to force something that is not genuine for him. I get it and I won't break up with him just for that, but I still miss it. What is your advice? Can she I stop keeps you? saying she misses it. Like she clearly had some like very romantic <laughs> Brazilian man who was like, I love you. I love you. Um, you are my everything. Can I just tell you he that would whisper in her ear? Your reading of that last letter yeah. was uh, scintillating. I mean, Thank you. I felt like Nathalia was with me in the room. Well, I am in Brazil. I am a professional voiceover artist, so it's not surprising that you would think that. Um, I would suggest, Nathalia, that you tell your boyfriend, even though it's not natural for him, that it's something you need, and that you then um, make a, a coupon, coupon, how do you say it? Coupon. Coupon book, where you put in phrases that you want to hear. Ew. Is this too corny? This is a dumb idea. Bush. You're a dumb idea. Make Have her make a coup. If I gave you a coupon telling me that this you have to do something for me, you would be so, because that's my love language is acts of service. Read that book, Love Languages too. Forgot the guy's name. Oh, I'm sorry. Was <laughs> I being too corny? Let's get back to you telling someone to read the book, Love Languages. It's so good. Well, so was my suggestion. And it tells everyone what, it, you take a quiz and you find out what yours is. I know what yours is. Moshe's is words of, affection and oh. touch mine is acts of service and gifts and gifts we actually have the two opposite ones so yeah and it's and a real problem what's interesting is i miss it you also I miss those words of affection <laughs> you also do the thing you love you're very affectionate verbally and you uh what's the other thing and you I like your and you're always lot. trying to touch me <laughs> and <laughs> you're always like wanting hugs and kisses and people oh to tell God. you you love you but that's what you like i'm and, sorry and you like diamonds and, and somebody like with a backhoe someone to up. help me like with my home projects and yeah jewelry you, like, you basically like a guy <laughs> to give you jewelry and to remember your apple id no <laughs> but also i will say that acts of service is what I perform. I'm always like, what do you need? Can I get you something? What did I do right right before this podcast? I got you a tray of Thai food. Was I nice. brought it up to you with the favorite hot sauce that you like, with a yep. folded napkin, with a little sparkling water. I made, it, made sure it was all the it right temperature nice. for you and it, so you could eat during your important call. And yeah, that's like, and that's was, what I like people to do to me nice. or for sweet. me. It's good to know what, you like it's good to study it a little bit and then like maybe open it up for a conversation so you can like at least both explain maybe you can come a little bit of a ways what i was suggesting first of all i want to give you a, a coupon from my book and it says don't shit on my um <laughs> suggestions on the podcast uh but what i was suggesting was for some people saying things out loud or doing things in a way that's opposite to the way they operate is and it's not natural for them it, that's true it feels artificial and so you got to get that person used to it you got to get that person into once he realizes that saying something sweet to you isn't like so corny that he'll curl up and die then he'll be able to do it with more ease so that's why i'm saying uh artificialize it externalize it hey tell me you love me today hey tell oh, me i look nice today exactly hey. that's what you do moshe's always like how much do you love me you know like i'm sorry to be too intimate yeah but. please please don't <laughs> G- but i'm just saying he he like likes likes you know he prompts me so i think that's a great and, and yeah. i and i begrudgingly tell I him say, would you say this is thicker than average 
That's something I would say. I'll, I'll but, allow her the space to say yes. It's the, but it's any thick. language around it about it is positive She'll because say it four, starts. Four inches is plenty as long as it's as thick as that is. And then, by the way, I would like to say if you're really serious about this person, it's so great because to just start opening up and talking about it because every morning our four-year-old wakes up and the first thing she tells me is that she loves me. And I know that's from Moshe constantly saying it, wanting it said, his mom wanting it said. I don't tell her to say that. My mom used to tell me I had the thickest little dick. It was awesome. Moshe. She did. I swear to God, <laughs> she did. That's true. All no, right. but you're right. You're right. My house. But was... anyway, it's really cool. And I'm so grateful that he's like that, even though it's mildly annoying that he wants to be told he, that he's loved and for someone to rub his arm while we're watching something. Well, it's very annoying that you want me to pick up around the house. So, you know, we're all making sacrifices around here. Okay. Should I do the next one since my voice is so good? Oh, yeah. But do it really good. Hi, Natasha and Moshe. I'm writing for advice because I don't really know where else to look or how to even ask. A few secret dumps ago, you responded to a secret... Oh. <laughs> so, okay, one of the things, Natasha, one of the things with voiceover... We can't play. One of the things with voiceover, and I know you're a professional, but I'm actually... Uh, I've worked in production before, is we really want the actors to know where they're at in the script and not just do lines that they've sorry, done Sorry, sorry, sorry. That was the wrong one. Okay, here's one. And then this is the last one, Moshe, because I, I got stuff to do. I swim... Hi, Moshe and Natasha. I swim... Can I stop you right there? Yeah. Just take a breath and let's start over. Really commit to this one and really be the person that's writing right now, okay? And action. Hi, Moshe and Natasha. Okay, I'll stop you right there. Moshe. It's a little too seductive and we don't know if she's going there, okay? So let's just keep in mind, we're not sure where she's at yet and I'm going to go ahead and get you started again. Take a deep breath and center yourself in the work and action. Hi, Moshe and Natasha. I swim every night in my neighborhood outdoor pool. Sounds fun. And have been Okay, can I stop you right there? You're adding lines right now in the writing. The words are really important to the writer. Okay, here. do you want to read it, Moshe? No, I would love you to, but I just want you to... Please don't stop me anymore. Do it right. And action. Hi, Moshe and Natasha. I swim every night at my neighborhood outdoor pool and have been running into the same guy there recently. We chat most nights in the hot tub just for a few minutes after everyone else has gone home, but I can't tell if he's into me or not. He should roll down a car window and give her his phone number. <laughs> My question is, how do you flirt in a hot tub with a stranger? A hot It's a public hot tub, too. A hot tub is sort of an inherent sexy place, and I can't tell whether he's trying to be respectful because I'm a lady sitting alone at night. I already know what to do. Should I keep reading? Yeah. In a hot tub with a man, or if, he's, if he just isn't into me. This makes me think I might have to make the first move to find out, which I really hate doing. Same. I'll also likely run into him forever at the pool. Ooh, good point. So want to err on the side of subtlety in case he isn't into me. Thank you for your time in reading this and for any possible advice. Love to you all, Rose. Okay, my first advice was going to be, well, I take it back because you want to mention that you're single, but you don't want to say I'm single because that's too obvious. But what you could do is once you guys chat, if there's anything, maybe you could, you have a girlfriend and you guys, you could invite him to a place you guys are going, you know, like maybe there's wait for the right event and it could be something you guys have chatted about or something. Maybe it's like a screening or maybe it's, I don't know, like something, some event. And you could say like, Hey, my friends and I are going to this thing. If you want to check it out, you should come. And if like he's into you and he's been waiting and scared he would at least take the, maybe this is terrible advice because I've never asked a guy out, but like he would at least be like, oh no, but maybe something else, you know? So like you could just casually mention it. Bec I'm saying don't 
be too aggressive because she makes a great point. She, he lives in her building. I was going to go the opposite direction and say be much more aggressive, which is to next time you're there, turn your crotch around onto one of the jets and just say, oh, my God, this feels so good. I wish that I wish it wasn't water, <laughs> you know, something like that. No, I first of all, the idea that you have to be subtle or good in the way you ask a guy out incorrect guys are so but they live in he, guys are, she, she's gonna be in the hot tub with him again they both like to do late night soaks the guys are so uh inexperienced with being asked out by women that the novelty of it alone will get most guys to say yes but here's i like your idea oh yeah me and my friends are going to the blink 182 concert you know something are you something. a blinker something just like something that. like and also if this person if you guys really do have a connection maybe you he has mentioned something he's into that you guys have a similar vibe about but what i was gonna say is yes, honey. you already have a built-in dating life with this guy why not make it official you just say to the guy next time you're in the hot tub you say hey you know we always run into each other at the hot tub i'm gonna be in the hot tub Thursday night at eight. Ew. Why? Come meet me. Let's do a soak together. Let's do it on purpose next time. Oh, that's a good idea. I see. So when oh. you guys, if you guys are really talking and laughing, when you're like toweling off and saying it, say, okay, see you tomorrow at 11. You can do a little bit of a flirt, right? Yeah. You go, well, you know, see I'm going to. See you gonna, tomorrow at 10. You know, I'm going to be here tomorrow at 10 and we always run into each other on accident. It'd be nice to run into <laughs> each other on purpose. What if he has a wife? Well, then he'll say, I have a wife. Does he have a wife? Wouldn't he have the ring on? Or does he have a girlfriend? Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? That's the thing. I mean, you really have to listen. And like, I think that it's respectful if a guy feels that you're like, you're like catching feelings for him or into him. And he does have a girlfriend. At least when I've been in that situation, I've mentioned my boyfriend because. You could say something. Oh, that's the thing. If you give a little bit of flirting, that gives him the opportunity to then say like, Hey, you know, I have a girlfriend or me and my girlfriend. You could always it say, how come once. you always soak alone? Does your girlfriend not like to uh, not like hot water? And then he'll go, oh, I don't have a girlfriend. And you go, I know. I was just checking. That's cute. There you go. OMK coming through. That's a good one, honey. How come you always come to the tub alone? Does your girlfriend not like hot tubs? <laughs> I don't have a girlfriend. Ah, good to know. He's and then like, you get up immediately, like, immediately get out of the hot tub and start telling off. And then if he's like, no, she's a lawyer and she works long nights. And you go, ah, good to know. I've been looking for a lawyer. What kind of law does she practice? And then you make up an elaborate backstory. <laughs> Honey, that is really good. I like that because it's flirty. Because you know what? You don't have to You don't have to actually go there, cross the finish line and be like, would you like to go on a date with me? That to a pick on Nick. But you could, you could do what you said, which is just like be a tiny bit flirty and then you might get a little ink sprayed back in your face mm -hmm. but it's not enough that you like you could were... never go to the hot tub again exactly you know the thing is uh all you got all you got to do is a little bit and once he knows you're flirting he'll come the rest of the way with you but give but really like listen to what he's saying too because like is he flirting or is he not because well, yeah. that sucks when guys are just like friendly and they're like in serious relationships it could and be that flirting with you and they just don't really realize they're flirting if you want a clear signal just say oh god i love being pounded in a public hot tub <laughs> do you like pounding all right listen well if you want to ask us an anonymous question email us at endless honeymoon pod at gmail or give us a call at 213-222-8608 also follow us on instagram more importantly though be in our Patreon community. Oh, of course. Come to one of our um, our quarterly dinners. It was so fun. We would love to have you there. Um, you can find us at patreon.com slash honeymoon. And there's many other perks. Honeymoon. And more perks coming. And uh, speaking of coming, 
I'll be going now. And I love you. I love you too, honey. 